Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.33 in Edmonton, Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. Roos Chris Steakhouse, the greatest steak you've ever had. Edmonton owned and operated. Open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. Head down to 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Roos Chris Edmonton, the 19th. Roos Chris to open on 99.90 Jasper Avenue. Makes sense. Uh, you can tell Brendan, Maggie, Taylor, and the staff at Roos Chris that Oilers now sent you. Uh, Elliot Friedman is going to join us. He's our headliner today for Touchback Safety, a family business, taking care of family during uncertain times. Training sessions still readily available. Elliot, you will find, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, Brendan Connolly, who is one of the proprietors of uh, Roos Chris Edmonton, is the brother of CBC... Uh, Broadcaster Mark Connolly. I'm and I so say he's probably then the much smarter brother of Mark Connolly. Well, Mark Connolly is, uh, you know, and he's obviously doing a morning show now in Edmonton on radio. But yeah. well, he, he's he's a smart dude. Lee. There's never been any question there. How's it going? Are you having fun? What's going on? No, everything's good. No, Connolly's a great guy. I love working in the Olympics with him, and of course, we were teammates in CBC for years. But if I can go on in Edmonton and take a shot at him, why not? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, he, nobody can call bobsledding quite like Mark Connolly, as I recall. Uh, That's true. He's excellent at it. And cycling. Yes. Uh, he worked with a guy I knew well, Ken Karpov, who because he also did biathlon. So uh, there you have it. Elliot, we're going to give you a hard-hitting question right off the get-go here. One of our listeners wants to know, what type of package does it take to get Patrick Laine out of Winnipeg? What are the Jets looking for there? Uh, well, they're looking for uh, either a center with term or um, a right-shot defenseman with term, like that kind of a thing, plus. Um, that's kind of what they're looking at here. They're, the two holes on their roster are down the middle or on the right side of their D, and that's what they're looking to address. It's interesting because he kind of got – is it fair to say he got a bridge deal and that's part of the concern in Winnipeg is what – what you know, they've got some wingers. Obviously, Kyle Connor was a great pick. They got Nikolai Ehlers as a winger as well, so that's two pretty good wings. Wheeler, yeah. of course, is a playmaking winger, which is a rarity in the NHL these days. Uh, but they got Patrick Laine. He signed for one more year at $6.75 million. He's a restricted free agent next summer. What's the ask going to be at that stage? So whatever team gets them, they're probably looking at $9 million a year, aren't they, minimum? Probably. And, you know, I, I think the other thing, too, is I, I think there's two things here. Uh, number one is that, yes, they're, they're concerned about the number. I, I think that's absolutely true. And if Lyon continues to score, he's going to have a big ARB case. So arbitration becomes a factor, too. I think, you know, with Winnipeg, you know, they kind of did the thing with Truba where they kept on going on a year-to-year-to-year basis until they couldn't do it anymore. And then finally they, uh, well, I guess they did two years and one year, but they, you know, finally they reached the point where they knew they couldn't do it anymore. And, you know, I think one of the things I've heard is potentially an issue there is that um, I think Lane wants to play with Shifley. And uh, I'm not sure that that's what the Jets have planned. 
Um, so I think that's become a bit of an issue there too. So I think between all of those things, um, we've got a situation where line A is kind of out there. And, um, you know, at one point, I know there were rumors about Ehlers. You know, the thing that Jets like, and a lot of teams like this, the Jets aren't the only one, but I think in their situation it's particularly important, is, you know, they like to know they have control in term or whatever it is. Yes. Ehlers, they know what his salary is going to be for a long time. Connor, they know what his salary is going to be for a while. Um, line A, they don't. And, I, you know, I think in that organization it's a factor. And so I think that's why you're kind of hearing all this. I can speak out west, you know, uh, certainly in Edmonton, nobody, you know, the fans, it's ABC, anybody but Calgary. For a while, when the Canucks had guys like Lapierre and Burroughs, uh, despite the class of the Sedins, a lot of Oilers fans hated the Canucks more than they hated the, uh, the the Flames. But the one team a lot of people cheer for is the Jets. They're like, there's always this, you know, I, and I see it on our text line all the time. So I'm going to be intrigued to see how that situation plays itself out. Do you think Montreal could put a package together uh, and they just re-signed Petrie? Obviously, they've got their top four uh, locked in. They're bringing in Romanoff this year as well. They do have a couple good young uh, D prospects, including Kale Fleury, that uh, can at least play as a 4-5 or five defenseman in the NHL. Uh, they've got Max Domi. They've got it. They've still got some picks. Do you think the Montreal Canadiens could get in in, in on Patrick Laine? Um, I don't know. Like I, I think the thing with Montreal is, um, you know, they they know they're going to have to, you know, at some point in time they're going to have to extend Nick Suzuki, right? We're already talking about extending Nick Suzuki. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess. Well, think about it. Like, if, if you're trading for, like, you've always got to think about this, right? Like, we're going to have a tight cap for a few years. Bob. Yep. Yes. Um, Absolutely. You, you know, you've got a big number on Price. You know, you've got a big number on Weber. Um, you know that if you're trading for Line A, you're thinking that you're hoping that you're going to have a big number on him for a long time, in theory. And, you know, you got to look at what other business do we have to take care of. And one of the things is going to be Suzuki, and another thing could potentially be Kotkaniemi if those guys continue to grow as they did. So I think that's part of the issue. Like, I, I really, when I look at it, I think a team that could do it is Philly. Now, I'm not convinced they're going to do it. I, I, they could do it, LA, but I'm not convinced they're doing it. I think L.A. is a team that could do it if they wanted to. I think a team that would like to do it is Columbus. I just don't know if I see the match, Bob. Yeah, I like, could I see. Don't know, I, I don't know. If, like, Columbus ain't trading Wierenski or Jones, right? Right. So, like, I, I don't know if I see. Or, and they're probably not trading Dubois either. So it's not like you see the match there. But I think Columbus would like to do it. Okay. Um, I think there are a few teams interested. The problem is you got to look at center and right D. Who's got the match? Right. Fair comment. We're joined by Elliot Freeman for the River Cree Resort Casino. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you on Oilers Now. Elliot, the Maple Leafs have got $40 million bucks tied up in four players. Are they realistic in being pursuers potentially of Alex Petrangelo? Sorry, who's that, the Flames? No, the uh, Leafs, Alex Petrangelo. Oh, the Leafs. I thought you said the Flames for some reason. Yeah, I, I think like if, if he's out there, they're going to be in on it. But, you know, I I think, first of all, the Blues and him will take another run. There's time. Okay. 
yep. that doesn't necessarily lead me to believe it's going to get done. I, I think it's very likely the Blues aren't budging very much from where they are. And they historically don't give bonuses. So I, don't think, I think it's going to be hard. You know, I think teams like Vegas and Toronto are going to be there if he gets there. Um, you know, but I think one of the things that's going to happen is if those teams want in, they're going to have to do some surgery. Like, I think that's kind of where we are right now. Yes. I think there's some teams that are saying, okay, if we're in on this, like, what are we going to have to do? Well, I mean, doesn't Vegas have an issue in goal between Flurry and Leonard? Well, we've got to get that deal signed, right? Yes. Like, we've got to see if that deal actually happens. I know it's been rumored out there, but, you know, we've got to see it. And I've heard that, you know, there's not a lot of teams. Like, we've got one buyout announced today, and that's Bobby Ryan. And we're wondering if if it's going to happen in New York with Lundquist, will it happen there? Will it happen in Nashville with tourists? Let's see. Um then, you know, like, I think that's another question. Like, I've heard that Vegas isn't keen on buying out Flurry. That it's not the path they want to do. So I think, number one, you've got to nail down the other goalie, and then you've got to see what the market is. Yeah, interesting stuff. i got a wild one for you, Elliot. Yeah. The, Ottawa, the Ottawa Senators, and I know they've bought out Bobby Ryan. Uh, a lot of people think the building blocks for the Senators are Thomas Shabbat on defense and Brady Kachuk up front. Uh, Matthew Kachuk has been uh, more willing to drop the gloves, and he's getting better at it, by the way. Brady Kachuk, I think, actually has a higher ceiling than Matthew Kachuk. Matthew Kachuk's a hell of a player, but Brady mm-hmm. Kachuk is bigger. Um uh, I'm really intrigued to watch this situation. Uh, there is a family connection between the Kachucks and uh, Craig Oster, the mm-hmm. agent that represents them. Uh, Brady, uh, Brady Kachuk lived with Mark Stone, who was traded out of Ottawa. Uh, Craig Oster, Oster also represented Carlson. He represented Stone, and he represented uh, Pajot, who's an Ottawa-area product that all got traded out of there. Uh, finances has been an issue. Is there any possibility the Sens look to pushing it forward? Could you see something maybe happen with the New York Rangers and the number one overall pick involving Brady Kachuk? I would be surprised. Um, like, the, like, I mean, the one thing about the Rangers is, is you know, they have they have some contract issues too, right? Yes. Like, they're really tight. And, you know, they, they have Panarin. They've got to extend Zabinijad. And at some point in time, if you look at some of their young D, the way they played last year, if uh, like a guy like Fox is going to need an extension at some point too, right? So well, you're adding Kachuk to that, and that's a big number. Um, you know, I, I, think, I think Ottawa wants to sign Kachuk for long term. I think that's always been their plan. I mean, it's a fascinating idea, Bob. I have to tell you that. You know, I mean, it's a good theory to throw out there. But um, I don't know. I mean, if I'm the Sands, like those are like they've got the, the three and the five are building blocks. Kachuk is there, there's he's going to be a first, he's already basically a first line wing in this league, right? Yeah, and they're hard to find. Yeah, and he's six foot three, and he plays with an edge. And, and for, he's not quite as dirty as his brother, but he's. And again, I want to. Re, two years ago, 
Matthew Kachuk had him sewn on. He started fighting in the back half of this year, so he's answering the bell. And But Brady is on another level in terms of his ability to do that. I, it's just really – I just look at Ottawa, and it, it seems like – it seems like everything's push it forward, push it forward, push it forward, and I wonder whether or not that might ultimately. You talked a bit about the Winnipeg Jets and, and what happened with Truba, and are we seeing a similar template potentially with Line A? And I just wonder whether or not that might come to fruition with Ottawa as well. So yeah, I, I don't know. Like I mean, I I, I think huh? I mean at the end of the day, like they. Like, you have to give them some benefit of the doubt in, in the sense of getting these players signed. Like they yeah. got Shabbat signed. Yep. They got yep. White signed. Uh, I think they're trying now on some of their guys like um, Connor Brown, for example, to see if they can get them signed. Um, so they, they've shown lately that if they want to get a guy signed, they can. Um, I would think they'd want to keep him. And, you know, we'll see where it goes. But I, 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 everything I heard, and I do confess, the world has changed. But everything I heard was that he was a huge part of what they wanted to do. Yeah, well, the it's one a, it's thing... It's a good sports radio theory, though, I have to tell you that. Uh, one thing I'll say about Ottawa and Pierre Dorian, that team has been able to find players late in drafts, and he's been involved in their scouting for a while. Like, they've mm-hmm. hit on they've hit on fifth and sixth. Hoffman was a fifth-round pick. Uh, Stone was a sixth-round pick. That team can make picks. They can, they can hit on some guys a little bit later on. Uh, Aaron Portsline reporting today, athletic out of Columbus. Alex Winberg buyout makes sense doesn't it at a one-third buyout well they were looking to move them um they've been looking to move them for the last little while um after the season i think yarmo looked around to see so that says to me they just can't do it and yes because he's on well, he's with 26 now but because he's he was under uh 26 on june 30th which is technically the end of the previous year um he's He's a one-third buyout. So, yes, I would expect it. I know they tried to move him, and obviously they didn't find very much. I think Columbus, Bob, is, is really a team to watch this offseason. Me, me too. Me too. Uh, I think they're looking for, you know, we talked last week about how I thought they they, they looked at Pugliarvi and considered it. Um, you know, I think they're looking for scoring. I think they really are, and it would not surprise me in the least if they try to make a big splash. Um, I think they're re- trying to extend Josh Anderson. I don't know if they're going to be successful about it, but I think they're trying to extend him, and they're going to need some some room to do that, and, and Wenberg's situation absolutely makes sense. Well, I love Josh Anderson. He's had the tough issues, shoulder issues, and sometimes for players at that age, Elliot, it's, it's almost more of a mental hurdle to get over. You just have to believe that it's fine. Is there any possibility Taylor Hall would make sense to Columbus? Well, I, I just think at the end of the day, it, 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 I mean, yes. Um, and I think it's the kind of thing Columbus would consider doing. Like I said, I think they're. I think if they're you're not hearing, a, I think they're looking to make a splash, and I think they're looking for a score. And you know, I mean, like I think Columbus is a good organization, so it makes sense to me. But you know, I, I, I mean, it depends. It depends on what they're willing to offer. They've, I mean, they they could potentially have done something last summer that was interesting with Marner, so they're willing to be creative. We'll see. Do you expect any offer sheets this year? You know, I had, I had this debate with someone the other day. Um, he thinks that there's a team that's ripe for offer sheets. It's Tampa. But we were debating whether or not anyone would actually do it. Like, cash flow is an issue. 
just as it is in a lot of places around the world, right? Sure, yeah. And, you know, and, you know, like, one of the things that I've forgotten, I was reminded by this week, I was reminded this week, is that there's a payment due to the players uh, by the end of October. Part of the new CBA was the players got one paycheck. If the season started after November 15th, which you know it will, the players get one paycheck by the end of October. And, you know, that's going to be tougher for some teams than others. And so I think you you know that you have to have cash to prepare for that. Um, It was interesting. I was having a big debate with a couple of guys. They say, like, a team like Tampa is rife. And the as for as for one, but they're not sure anybody's going to be able to do it. Like it's, you know, cash is a problem. There's no question about it. So Anthony Sorelli or Sergachev are both restricted free agents. Those are the sort of guys that make sense there. Uh, speaking of Winnipeg and their need at center, what about Tyler Johnson? Well, the problem with Tyler Johnson, he's got a no trade clause, right? Yeah. Yes. I mean, he grew like, up in like, he grew up in Spokane. Like, you think he'd have a problem playing in Western Canada? I don't. I don't think he. I mean, you're leaving. You're leaving a pretty good situation. But that's realistically, Elliot. If the Jets get themselves a right wing and a, a second line center, they're going to be back. Like the Central Division's a good division, and they're yeah. going to be they're going to be right back where they were. No, I agree with you. I think they're. I think they've got. Like, they got a, they got a, they got a the best of, goalie in the league. Yeah, a lot of things went crazy last year. No, right. no question about it. But I, I, I thought they competed like bastards. Really, like I was really, <laughs> I, I was really impressed by that. I like Winnipeg too. I'm with you on this, Bob. But you know, the thing about Tyler Johnson is he took below market value at the time. Right now, you'd look at that contract and say mm, not as good. But at the time, he took below market. And the trade-off a lot of those guys made was, you can't trade me. Like, he's got a no-trade clause. Palat's got a no-trade clause. Gord's got a no-trade clause. The, the, the guy that's vulnerable a bit is Kaloran because his is partial. And, you know, I, I, one of the things I have heard is there's some teams waiting to see, okay, what's Tampa going to do? Like, how are they going to get under the cap? Because they're going to they're gonna have good players available. Like, i got to tell you, like, you know, people people love Gord, um, but you know those guys have to agree to it, and I, I think that's going to be one. Like you know, we fight like there. It's Florida's a no tax state, as you know, Bob. Yes. And you know, are you going to want to go from a no tax state to a place where taxes are higher? And that's an issue, and that's why those guys ask for those those uh, clauses. So I, I'm not convinced that you know Tyler Johnson is necessarily going to be willing to waive unless he gets to pick the situation. Well, they only have six of their top seven uh, forwards uh, in salary with no movement or no trade clauses. That's Kucherov, Stamkos, Palat, Gord, Johnson, and Kaloran. How much money is Braden Point going to cost them in 2022-23? Uh, uh, he's probably their best forward right now. And then, uh, oh, by the way, Hedman and McDonough have no movement, no trades as well. So, even but those, but those are a lot of their best players. Yes. A lot of their best players who took below market deals. Like, is, let me ask you something. Like, Hedman's at what? Seven, eight, seven, five, right? Yep. Yeah, he's a $9 million defenseman. Whatever Yossi's making. He, he might be a $10 million defenseman right now. Right. Like, what's Kucherov, uh, what did Kucherov end up at? Uh, I think he signed for nine and a half. He signed for nine and a half. Well, okay, so that's a market value deal. That's one of the rare ones. But yep. but look at but even Stamkos, like as much as he's been hurt, and that's why it was so great to see the night he had the other night. 
he took eight and a half, and nobody's going to have a tag date for a guy who takes eight and a half. But, you know, Buffalo and Toronto it was like 11, 12 million. Yeah. Which Brian Burke referenced the other day. We had Burke on the show. You and me have had far many, far too many conversations about tax. I mean, we might be taking some more here, uh, depending upon what happens at a federal level. I mean, it could affect it could affect the the Canadian teams in the league again here. Well, you know, it's interesting. Like I, I you know, obviously, I saw Burke's segment. And I saw what Alan Walsh said about how there's ways around it. I think it depends on. And now we're getting into a really different conversation. But it depends on how you want to invest your money. If you're one, yep. if you want, if you're one of those people who wants all your money right away so you can invest it, you're not going to be interested in the situation that Alan Walsh mentioned. But there are some people who can say, "Yeah, I, I would consider that," but it's not for everyone. Yeah. Uh, final question for Elliot Freeman for the River Cree Resort and Casino. Elliot, uh, Tampa Bay has had two periods of over 20 shots in the last seven yeah. periods of the Stanley Cup final. They've been the better team for, frankly, all seven periods other than a couple mm-hmm. minute stretches. I-, I know it's just 2-1 for Tampa, but is, in- is Dallas in a little bit of trouble here? Oh, they're in trouble. I mean, there's no doubt about that, Bob. I mean, it's a back-to-back. Who would you, like, who would you feel better about in a back-to-back? A team with Vasilevsky. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, it's not an insult to Kudobin. Like, I don't think anybody's insulting him. Like, the way he's played, he, he deserves all the praise he's getting. He's just, you can see where he's getting tired. You know, he's 34 years old. He's never played this much in his career. And now, you know, we've got, like, if Bishop was healthy, and, you know, I still wonder if there's any chance, you know, we, like, I was wondering if we were going to see him tonight. You know, and and he's obviously he's not going to play Kudobin, um, but I really wondered if we'd see him this weekend. To me, like first of all, I think Dallas has another level there, and part of the reason they're not getting there is because Tampa's so good. But I got to think Dallas has another push in them. I just my worry is is Kudobin just out of gas? Yeah, that's my biggest my biggest concern for that. Elliot, say hi to Max, and we'll talk next Friday. All right, Bob. Have yourself a great weekend. Awesome. It's 12.55 in Edmonton. That's Elliot Freeman for the River Creek Resort Casino. We'll return to Oilers Now after this. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, a reminder again that the tickets are now available for tonight's Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation Online 5050, which is uh, the Remax Online 5050. Wednesday's winner uh, won 658000 You can visit com for more information. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. Elliot Friedman joining us every Friday in Oilers now for the River Creek Resort and Casino. Quickly into the injury report for James H. Brown, injury lawyers. Trent Brown, of course, the all-star safety for the uh, Edmonton Football Club. They were known as the Eskimos back then. Uh, he won a great cup in 1993. Terrific athlete at the University of Alberta. His father was a hockey player uh, that was involved with the Edmonton Oil Kings organization. James H. Brown, injury lawyers want you to stay safe and stay positive. And when accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Back at the 630 Chit Studios, Brendan Escott. Steven Stamkos officially deemed unfit to play tonight in Game 4 of the Cup Final. Uh, no sequel to the dramatic 2 minutes and 47 second return in which he tallied a goal in that last outing. John Cooper, though, would not rule him out for the series. Could that be tactical? Eh, probably. Alex Radulov uh, left Game 3 after an awkward fall. He 
is, however, expected to suit up tonight. Blake Como considered uh, day-to-day by Rick Bonus, and tonight specifically he will be a game-time decision. It was Nick Camano taking his spot in uh, Game 3, but as has been the case for most of this playoffs now, Bob, Faxa, Johns, Bishop, all remaining out. All right, at 12.58 Edmonton, we'll tell you Mark Spector for the horses. Horse Racing Alberta coming up, and HRA proudly present the 91st running of the Canadian Derby. It's going to take place Sunday at Century Mile. Fan access is limited during uh, these COVID-19 times, but you can watch and wager online at hbibet.com. Off to a global news, weather, traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, Sportsnet spec. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.